You're listening to Women on the Edge, a series produced in collaboration with 4ZZZ and 4EB. We're working together to bring more women to your radio. Tune in for the next hour to hear us tell the stories that matter to us. Lowbrow, nobrow. Street, pop, naive, nouveau, feminist, sci-fi, digital, tattoo, craft, comic, zine, screen, post-internet and pre-apocalypse. You're listening to Art Cart with Hacklock exploration of Brisbane's visual art culture. Hello, I'm Heather, aka Hacklock, and this is my new show, Art Cart. I'm a Brisbane-based visual artist who wants to get to know the local scene better, and I want you to come with me to meet artists of all kinds. Although I'm going to focus on the visual arts because the performing arts tends to get a lot more media attention. We'll talk to people involved in organising events and connecting creatives to clients. We'll learn about the practicalities of making art in the current political and social climates, as well as personal stories of finding our callings and how art affects our lives and communities. I'll be playing music that references visual art and look into its backstory or music that connects to the discussions we're having on the show. If you hear any songs that mention art or artists, please let me know about it. I've been keeping an ear out, but there's only so much I can take in. Uh, one way to get in touch is via Twitter. Hit me up at ArtCardBNE. That's A-R-T-C-A-R-T-B-N-E on Twitter. Now, in between the music, we'll be listening to an extensive interview I had with Megan Star Thomas at Church, the new venue within Brisbane's Crowbar. You may have already seen some exhibitions popping up there. Megan is a graphic designer, she runs an art collective, and now runs this event space. So let's have a listen to the first part of our chat. Welcome to Art Cart, a show about Brisbane's visual art culture, and today I'm talking to Megan Star Thomas, an absolute star of the scene. Hi Megan, thanks for chatting to me. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. That's quite all right. Now, I believe I first got to know you through the Brisbane Collective and To Be Continued magazine. Um, How did TBC start? How did it come to be? Look, I... So, TBC has been around for five years now. We established TBC for um, a new gateway for emerging artists to be able to expose their art and sell their art in an unusual pop-up space. So the idea was that it was uh, non-judgmental, um, no white wall spaces. We weren't using galleries, but we were using um, spaces that aren't usually used to showcase art. Um, from that, the magazine was born about two and a half years into art shows. We started producing a magazine, To Be Continued, or also known as TBC Mac, mm. which is a free street press magazine. I've always been sort of well-connected within the music industry as well, so street press has always been a home for me to know, not before the internet especially, um, finding that knowledge and finding what's going on and whatnot. So the magazine is completely free and found in over 35 locations all around Brisbane and the outer regions. 
And it was just another platform for our artists to they get to a point where you've done enough cafe shows, you've done enough, you know, these <laughs> yeah. little small spots and you want to get connected and network with people. And the art shows with Brisbane Collective and TBC Mag brought people together and were be able to forge these relationships and network and collaborate on projects that people just wanted to do out of passion. So do you think that has helped the careers of the people in TBC? I definitely have seen a lot of development out of the artists that have been a part of the collective, more so because... A lot of artists, and I'm, I suppose I'm thinking of myself here, I'm also a bit of an artist, <laughs> which I've put on hold, but we work solo. We work yeah. in these, these spaces or these studios by ourselves, and we don't have that secondary third person that can judge or tell us, what about this, or why if you try this? And that's something you get when you're like at art school, right? Yeah, and exactly. Once you leave... You dropped into this real world of not knowing where the hell to go from here, yeah. you know. Um, unfortunately, art schools give you the skills, but then to actually practice those skills is a completely different thing. So the magazine brought a lot of collaborations together. We've seen artists now move overseas and making pathways in different countries. I hate to say it, but a lot of our artists have moved to Melbourne as well and forged new paths there. But in saying that, the last five years, I truly believe that TBC has forged pathways in Brisbane for these artists, and they don't need to leave. Um, you know, five years ago, it was hard to know where to go for that yeah. correct gallery show or the small little lowbrow shows. Um, there's never been real a plethora of galleries that will look after emerging artists. Yeah. So that's why, you know, emerging artists have been pushed into cafes and, and markets, whatnot. And yeah. sometimes that's not what they actually want to do, but it's the only pathway that they have. So with places like cafes you have to take into account and the cafe has to take into account that they have a certain type of clientele and you need to make sure that the art is safe and acceptable to that clientele and that they might buy it. But that really limits what the artist can do, doesn't it? Totally. Yeah. And I think with uh, you know such a, group, uh, such a big group behind them, they're pushing those new boundaries and it's something comes back to you know school again as well or uni or college or whatnot they don't teach you how to promote yourself yeah or to sell your work or how to brand yourself as being an artist and this is what I do um so I think you know that's another thing that TBC supports is the mentorship of how to get your platform right before you actually expose yourself you know, we provide opportunities to do workshops with us where we um, teach you new skills, whether it be, you know, in an artistic practice or whether it's completely off-grid how to, how to get your social media up and running, how to use hashtags and whatnot. Yeah. And that's something that's not, not told. I mean, I had to learn it. Yeah. By myself, you know. Um, we kind of have to be marketers as much as we have to be... A hundred percent, one hundred percent. And the hardest thing is getting people to leave their homes in their comfortable environment <laughs> to get them in an unusual environment because yeah. people are used to going to galleries, used to these white walled spaces, mm. 
And that's not what art's about now. It's about experimenting and changing the venues and not necessarily even having a venue. Yeah. You know, um, rocking up on the street and starting something experimental is the way it's going now. Yeah. You know, thinking outside of the box. You don't necessarily have to be at this show in four hours to purchase this artwork. Commissions come from these things too, Yeah, you know. People missing out on opportunities to be able to come to a gallery um, or an exhibition or pop-up, whatever it be. That was the first part of my interview with Megan Star Thomas. And now it's time for a tune. Eve Klein Blue were a Brisbane band that split up in 2010 and I'll be playing the track Polka. I picked this because of the band name. Yves Klein was a French painter. He was influential in performance art, minimalism, and the French artistic movement of nouveau realism. In an exhibition called Proposition Monochrome Blue Epoch, he showed 11 identical monochrome artworks in a specially formulated paint. An ultramarine blue suspended in a different resin to the paints of the time that resin managed to keep the intense brilliance of the pigment. The colour is now known as International Klein Blue and, among other things, is the colour the Blue Man Group use. Oh, I hold your head this way And also to the front of the line Just if they catch your eyes before you get inside We'll never be allowed People got a name for us we escape the strain of the day So we stretch in the side and bend in the middle But we never ever break But if you're that way now Or if you ever feel so inclined Skip past the doors of boring 40 summers and rise Oh, and if you want to lose your frown Or your name or even your face Look up the dream of singing your sings With whistling your breath Come and have a drink with us a little wine or a nice champagne Oh, thanks, that's nice And I would decline But that nice and seen a change <laughs> People got a name for us We escape the strain of the day So we stretch in the side And bend in our minds But we'll never, ever change And if you're not way now Or if you ever feel so inclined We'll kick in the shins of all the windows and rise Yeah, and if you want to lose your frown Or your name or even your face or lick up a dream and sing me these things We're whistling the old breath all right Sit with the gates are down Oh, and Jimmy said, ride the snake So we bent our spoons and howled at the moon To find what's lying for a place And it turns out I ain't that much Though I'm missing in the haze Though it drips in the mind It fills up your eyes and you'll never be the same But if you ever come in town Or if you ever take too much Remember that's much better than never ever getting enough Why, ah, so if you want to lose your frown Or your name but even your face Lick up a dream to sing in the streets with rocks
in your face Look up between the same and the sings with whistling behind breath Was Broken Social Scene Art House Director. You're listening to Art Cart with Hacklock, an exploration of Brisbane's visual art culture. Internet rumour has it this song is about the director Gus Van Sant, the prominent auteur of the new, new queer cinema movement. 
He's directed a bunch of big films like Milk, uh, Goodwill Hunting, and even Cowgirls Get the Blues, which is probably my favourite. Um, it's an unconfirmed rumour, though, just at this stage, so take it with a grain of salt. And before Broken Social Scene, we had Eve Climb Blue with Polka. Uh, so now it's time to get back into my interview with the head of Art Collective TBC, Megan Star Thomas. The commissions that have come out of some of our exhibitions have been gnarly. So good. Yeah? Yeah, so good. Can you think of one? Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll mention Phoebe Paradise. Uh, she's only just started her new little pop-up store in Fortitude Valley, just off Ann Street, down near the beat. But she, uh, she's been doing a lot of commissions um, for many years, many, many years, for different bands, for posters, T-shirts, merch, uh, whatnot. Um, but she, she came and did a couple of shows with us in early 2014 and since then she's um you know she's built herself a store in the fortitude valley she's been on the covers of um, many magazines Mm. um she's also now commissioning artwork uh, artworks on clothing for different people so it's I've probably got a list I could read you of the opportunities <laughs> that people have come out of, of you know. Well, that's a come, great one, though. It is. Yeah. And it's positive for me, too. Most of us do this for free. Yeah. We're volunteer-based, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I personally put up to 40 hours of work in every week. Yeah. And it's nice to see those results. What have you gotten out of it? Like, you've put all this time in. What have you sort of benefited how have you benefited from TBC? I, I believe that it sort of pushed me into a focus where I know I can do this now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because there, uh, opportun- there was an opportunity for me to take a job uh, back in 2014 and I applied for it and I was told I wasn't good enough. Oh. Uh, but at the same time... Mm. It's those sort of comments that make me push myself even further. Yeah. So looking back now, Mm. that comment was actually the thing that changed my life. Yeah. Um, I got out of hospitality. I started, um, uh, I went to TAFE and studied graphic design. Um, So I wasn't scared of taking art as a footpath anymore. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that, a lot of people struggle with is how do I make this my full-time job? Yeah. How do I put this into my work life? I work nine to five. How do I make this work? Mm. And I mean, I'm one of those people that'll be up until two, three a.m. in the morning writing notes in a diary just to get it out of my head. Yeah. So I can go to sleep. Yeah. You know, because it's just it's constant. So it's given you confidence. You think it definitely has given confidence in myself. I mean. The reason, the, the reason I wanted to start it was because I was sick of this pretentious feeling of going to these galleries with white walls and having to drink wine and be all hoity-toity, and I'm definitely not hoity-toity. So, you know, TBC sort of established this style of art party yeah. where it was okay to have a good time, yeah. you know, and show that you're enjoying yourself and... You know, people seem to be uh, much more open at our shows in the way that they want to connect and network with locals. And a lot of people have connected from our shows purely because they've seen 
whether it be an established artist or emerging artist being at another show where they haven't had that confidence to be able to do it. I feel my willingness to connect people in that way and make opportunities happen is definitely something that I'm very proud of as well. You should be. Yeah. I think it's made a big difference to the Brisbane art scene in general. I I agree too. I mean, five years ago, you can see, you pretty much had to go to a music gig to be able to do something in, in Brisbane. There wasn't much on at all. You know, these big shows, these big collaborations, it just didn't happen. But now there's smaller collectives like Primary Arcade mm. who are doing fantastic things. Monica from Primary Arcade um, is doing some amazing things. She's actually moved to Melbourne, but she's now established... Primary Arcade in Brisbane and in Melbourne, which is fantastic. This giving these Brisbane artists opportunity to um, showcase in different cities. It's not all about Brisbane. Yeah. It's about, you know, um, spreading the love yes. across Australia. But still being able to do it without moving to Melbourne. Totally. Like, yeah. The problem is in Melbourne is there's so many people <laughs> yeah. that you're fighting for your... You're fighting for your right to be exposed. And um, Melbourne are great at at, at looking after their established artists. But there's really no platform for emerging artists. And I think that's something that Brisbane does really well. We've turned that upside down and we're looking after our emerging artists. And our established artists are spreading their wings and flying. Okay, let's take a break from the chat with Megan for some more music. The Pixies track Debaser is about the French surrealist short film Un Chien Andalou, which I'm probably mangling the pronunciation of. Um, the title means an Andalusian dog. It was made by Louis Bunnell and Salvador Dali, who I'm sure you've heard of. And you've probably seen that one incredibly upsetting scene where it seems like someone is using a razor to cut a woman's eyeball. But it's actually a series of jump cuts that goes really quickly from the woman's blank face with the eye being held open to a a moon with a thin cloud across it, to the slicing of an animal eyeball. Um, The name Debaser is meant to reference the way the film debases morality and art standards, well, according to Black Francis, anyway. And he actually sings Andalusia instead of Andalou because it sounded better. The whole short film is up on YouTube, by the way, if you ever wanted to see it. Okay, Debaser.
Carlo painting What the Water Gave Me inspired the Florence and the Machine song we just heard. The painting has some symbolic representations of the various events in Frida's life and incorporates many other elements from her other paintings. She described it to a friend like this. It's an image of passing time, about time and childhood games in the bathtub and the sadness of what had happened to her in the course of her life. Before Florence and the Machine was the Pixies with Debesa. And now, before we head back into my interview with Megan Starr-Thomas, I wanted to talk about the ways to keep up with art events happening around town. This skews towards the higher brow end of the market, but there's actually an app run by the site Brisbane Art Guide. It also incorporates some stuff from Sunshine Coast and the Gold Coast, so it's not just Brisbane. But if you look in the app store for Brisbane Art, the logo has a big red ring around B-N-E-A-R-T. 
It's got a what's on section, a calendar, maps, and a section about current opportunities like artist prices and calls for submission, which is pretty important if you're an artist yourself. Okay, now back to Megan. We are about to talk about church. Can you tell me about where we're recording right now? We are currently in the most beautiful space in Brisbane. (laughs) This is a room I'm very, very passionate about. You'll see church when you walk into Crowbar Black. There's a big upside-down neon cross cross that flashes. And church has been open for just over a month now. We look after... We're an art gallery uh, for established and emerging artists. We also look after private functions, themed dinners. We're doing movie screenings in here. So it really is, yet again, going back to that word experimental, <laughs> I, I'm willing to do anything in here completely. Yeah. We've got a burlesque show coming up very soon mm. for Halloween. We're creating a haunted house in here. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's going to be a full maze system, completely free entry the whole night. Oh, wow. Um, I'm really pushing those boundaries, thinking outside of the, uh, out of the square. This room is literally a square, and I'm thinking outside of it. <laughs> and there's no white walls in here. No white walls at all. So we're in a very dark, uh, dark grey room at the moment. And but still very well lit. Very well lit, very well thought out. I absolutely adore every aspect of this room. I think it it just changes the way that we look at art galleries. So where did the theme come from, church? Church, well, to be honest, for quite a while we were just not going to name the room whatsoever. It was just going to be a continuation of Crowbar Black. And the... The name itself was, I actually was in, at Dark Mofo at the time. Ah. So I'm very passionate about that festival. I've been so down, am I. Yeah, I've been down there the <laughs> last three years in a row. Mm. And it's been amazing to see that, that uh, festival grow and where it's come from and whatnot and how experimental it is, yeah. you know, how many different platforms and different genres they can get into a festival. So I was actually down in, in, in Hobart at the time and I got a photo back from the owners of this upside down red neon cross. Yeah. And I kind of lost my mind because <laughs> that definitely hadn't been in the discussion. But at the same time, I was just like, this is where it's going. This is definitely where it's going. And from there, I mean, uh, the, the word church came up purely um, by coincidence by accident and it just stuck yeah you know we have very high ceilings in here as well um i suppose we're kind of screwing with the system yeah which we very much like to do the greatest thing about crowbar is that they're very progressive in the way that they think Mm -hmm. and there's Um, community such a because you've amazing got community here the music community and the art community here yeah converging through you yeah completely yeah completely and what i'm finding is so many bands out there that have one or two really creative members behind them yeah one might be a graphic designer one might draw one might screen print so Mm. i'm really trying to pull those people out of those bands so we can have this multi-level activation great uh great example is callum preston who exhibited last night 
He is in many a bands, but also designs for a lot of bands. So yeah. he's the sole person behind the design of the Flaming Skull by Violent Soho. He does all the design work for like series and the Smith Street Band and Parkway Drives, like super well connected. But then he breaks out of this like design mold and then he's creating these set designs for the block <laughs> and for Survivor Australia. But in another instance, he's also a musician, so he's a drummer. So last night, we had this amazing showcase upstairs, content by the Kilo, 100 uh, hand-painted original artworks. We actually sold 85, which I was amazed at, in four hours, so it was an incredible show. Last night also, he played in a band downstairs, the Glenn Danzig Tap Danzig Extravaganzig. <laughs> Which what is a Misfits cover band. Uh, so that's something I'm definitely trying to create is this merge between arts and music. Um, okay, so what's coming up in the future here that mm. we should know about? Oh, definitely. Many a thing. <laughs> lots, of, lots happening. So keep your eyes peeled pretty much on our Instagram page. It's Church Briz. Megan, you are such a positive force for the Brisbane visual arts community. Bless you. And it's been a delight talking to you. If anyone wants to get involved with TBC, how should they do that? Well, we're connected through Instagram, so you can find us on Instagram at the Brisbane Collective. We also have a page for our magazine, and that's TBC Mag on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, just under the Brisbane Collective. And we also have a website, which is www.thebrisbanecollective.com. So inquiries, ideas, come at me. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Heather. My lover's got humour. She's the giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak Fresh poison each week We were born sick, you heard them say it My church offers no absolutes She tells me worship in the bedroom The only heaven I'll be sent to Is when I'm alone with you I was born sick, but I love it Command me to be
listening to? Zed Digital. <laughs> I like that. That was Hosier with Take Me to Church, because we've just been talking about church, the new art and event space, with Megan Starr-Thomas. Thanks so much for talking to me, Megan. Um, we had a great chat. It was really fun. You're listening to Art Cart with Hacklock, an exploration of Brisbane's visual art culture. Next up, we have Scallywags, an a cappella group from Charleston High School in southern Indiana, covering the Rolling Stones' Paint It Black.
listening to Art Cart with Hacklock, an exploration of Brisbane's visual art culture. Um, and it's time to say goodbye. So this show was produced as part of the Women on the Edge Community Radio Training Group at the Edge State Library of Queensland. It was funded by the Community Broadcasting Foundation and supported by 4EB and 4ZZZ. I also wanted to thank Matt Shug for the use of his track Mycelium for the intro. Thanks, Matt. And we'll hear that in full on our way out. And thanks to you for listening. Bye. One, two, three. Women on the Thank you.